if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now, nine minutes past ten. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420. The answer, excuse me. Appreciate you being here on a free-for-all Friday. Hour number two is all yours on this 17th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord 2020. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. You want to talk about the COVID virus. You want to talk about Mike DeWine's ineptitude. You want to talk about uh, policing and being defunded in the United States and particularly here in Northeast Ohio. You want to talk about the interview that we just did with Jim Scanlon. Any of it, all of it. It's fair game, and I invite you, 216-901-0945. Again, 888-281-1110. I do want to say this real quick before I go to you, though. The anger felt by uh, Officer Scanlon is, is real, and it is justifiable. As he pointed out, the mayor of Columbus is just like the mayor of Cleveland. He's a liberal stooge who, who hates cops, quite frankly. It's that simple. Now, I don't know if Ginther has any grandsons or family members who are constantly getting in trouble with the law that might lead to his hatred of cops the way Mayor Frank Jackson is in the city of Cleveland, but they both spew and spout the same rhetoric. Ginther stated that, quote, countless black men and women have died at the hands of police officers in Columbus. That statement, as Scanlon said, is both false and dangerously inflammatory. There have not been countless police-involved shootings. And then he listed, as I said, each of the cases in the last five years. There have been zero unarmed black people shot by cops in Columbus. But the mayor doesn't want to hear that. The city council wants to just join in the Black Lives Matter movement. We've got to remain popular with the people. And if this is the direction of the people, we're going to call cops killers too, even though cops aren't doing a darn thing, uh, especially in the city of Columbus, wrong. Mayor Ginther Scanlon wrote, you will be pleased to learn that in those four years, if you were not armed and threatening, the odds of a black suspect being fatally shot by a Columbus police officer was exactly zero. You have every reason to be proud of the police officers that you have been tasked to lead. But instead, at last week's city uh, city council news conference, council members falsely vilified the cops for racist systematic abuse and murder of African-American men and women. No facts or statistics were used to support this their lame accusations. Instead, the council pro tem went so far as to condemn a specific CPD police-involved shooting, citing a skewed system that resulted in the death of Henry Green. 
Many of you have spread a great deal of misinformation concerning Henry Green, leaving many Columbus citizens to believe that officers gunned down Mr. Green for no reason. In reality, he was shot by police officers after he fired six times at them. 45 caliber ammunition was fired at the officers from a distance of 14 feet or less. Those rounds came within inches of striking the officers. The officers responded with shots that killed Mr. Green, and yet the Black Lives Matter set came forward and demanded that uh, the officers be held accountable. It's unbelievable. Facts should matter, but they don't. Now, let's move from Columbus to Cleveland. And this was just yesterday. The city's community police commission on Thursday formally asked the Justice Department to open a civil rights investigation into the way law enforcement agencies handled the May 30th, quote, demonstration against police brutality in downtown Cleveland. The idiots, I mean, commission released a letter on Thursday addressed to the Justice Department officials in Cleveland and Washington, D.C., asking for a probe into, quote, multiple incidents of excessive force. Unquestioned, or I'm sorry, unconstitutional policing and other civil rights violations carried out by the Cleveland Police Department, Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Office or Department, and the Greater Cleveland Regional Transit Authority Police. The commission is a group of <clears throat> community members tasked with providing oversight of Cleveland police procedures under the 2015 consent decree agreed to because of a pattern of excessive force claimed by the Obama Justice Department. In the letter, members cited media outlets that reported on the chaos of the demonstrations. They include links to six Cleveland.com stories. Cleveland.com, plain dealer, they hate cops too. They're in the same back pocket of the uh, far-left activists that uh, the, um, uh, that the uh, city council is as well. The media and the city council and the mayor's office all on the same team here. Uh, Six uh, stories showing that public records and video contradicted initial law enforcement accounts justifying the use of pepper spray balls and other non-lethal weapons. Based upon articles in the Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com, all of the evidence indicates police violated the civil rights of peaceful protesters, said Louis Katz, a commission member and professor emeritus of law at Case Western Reserve University. That's the type of job, the, the, uh, I'm sorry, that's the job of the Department of Justice to investigate and bring criminal charges where necessary. And I'm going to stop there and say, this idiot, and I don't care about your law degree or your professor emeritus status, you have completely abandoned all objectivity when you joined this commission forced upon the city of Cleveland by a Department of Justice run by a guy who is, who is, called himself the wingman of a president that hates cops. Just that simple. If the police officers were respected enough for the individuals who were quote-unquote protesting to follow their lawful orders and only... Remember, what's the First Amendment state? The First Amendment gives people the right to peaceably assemble and to, to petition the government for a redress, a redress of grievances. If that peaceable gathering turns into a violent one, police officers' orders are valid and must be followed. And if they're not, and crowds need to be dispersed in the interest of safety for everyone, and pepper spray needs to be used, or bean bags need to be used, or whatever the case might be, then so do it. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And that's all these violent demonstrators downtown were doing. Agitating before destroying. 
and all the idiots in the police commission, the community commission, and Mayor Jackson, and uh, the sycophants in the city council, all they want to do is what the uh, former mayor of Baltimore once demanded that her police office, uh, police department do. Give people who want to destroy the space to destroy. Let them destroy. Don't try to break them up. Don't try to stop them. Let them destroy. It emboldens criminals to be more criminal, to be more violent. And now this commission wants to hold the cops who are doing their jobs to actually try to hold this down. They want them to now face charges. Where will you ever see anybody filling out an application to join a police academy class ever again? You can't even use non-lethal things. You might hurt their eyes if you disperse pepper spray balls. I mean, my goodness, we wouldn't want somebody to be uncomfortable as they smash cars, attack people, smash windows, loot stores. We wouldn't want their little eyes to burn. Who's ever going to want to do this if they're going to face charges for everything that they do? Let me tell you a little bit more about this community uh, police commission that was put together under the consent decree. They have no power at all. You understand? Their job, their creation under the consent decree was to review policies of Cleveland police and make suggestions on how to improve them. Their job is not uh, that of a civilian oversight or uh, review board. That's not what they want to be. Or excuse me, that's not what they are, no matter how much they want to be. They have a million-dollar budget. They have 13, quote, volunteers that meet a couple of times a month to spew back and forth uh, liberal propaganda, and they do not get to make policy. They do not get to order uh, reviews by Department of Justice officials or anyone else for that matter. Their job is to look at police policies and suggest ways to improve them. That's it. What do they do? Do they make that effort to improve? No, they won't even work with the police unions. They won't even talk to them. But they will take every opportunity to push the Black Lives Matter and socialist agenda as far as they can. And Mayor Frank Jackson is complicit. He is right there with them because, well, again, we know how Mayor Frank Jackson feels about the cops. He hates them. After all, they're the ones who arrest his family on a routine basis. Yeah, I said it. Prove me wrong. Uh, let's go to uh, BJ. Thanks for your patience, BJ. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead. Thank you, Bob. By the way, you're doing outstanding work. Terrific. I'm proud of you. Uh, Mayor Jackson and Armin Budish seem to be more interested in prosecuting people that don't wear masks than rioters that are burning down businesses and homes and things like that. But I would submit to you that the suburbs better start to organize with people like they did during World War II. They used to have community organizers that walked around in case we were bombed and what have you in preparation for invasion and what have you. It's up to the American public now. It is, it is no longer in the hands of these politicians, Bob. Uh, either people are going to stand up to protect their property, their homes, and their businesses, but you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to organize community people to stand there when something starts to come up. There's a lot of veterans that belong to VA. I hope they start to get together. If this continues with the politicians crapping on the people, then it's the people's fault. It is up. If you're going to find a solution, you have to find it within yourself. You can no longer depend on politicians. That's very obvious. And you young people are going to have to. What you have been talking about for the last several months is going to have to be put into physical action by the public. 
You're going to have to get together when something, when these rioters start to move into areas and stand there and protect these businesses. We are now the last frontier of protection for our children and grandchildren, and I thank you for the time, and I hope I made a little bit of sense there. You made a lot of sense, BJ, and I completely agree. It is up to us. And the only way we can affect change here is to indeed uh, elect politicians, or in this case, re-elect politicians like President Trump, who believe in, in law and order. Look, I mean, this, this, is so, this is so obvious. I mean, there is a binary choice here, and it is very simple. You are either going to vote for law and order, or you're going to vote for anarchy, or you're going to sit home and let anarchy win. If Joe Biden wins, and if the liberals win the Senate as well as already holding the House, the laws of this country will be cast aside. The Constitution will be cast aside. We will be a nation of lawlessness. We'll be a nation of violent thugs who have no regard and no fear of repercussions or consequences for their actions. There will be more people victimized. And friends, are you ready for the, the kicker here? Do you know who will be the most victimized? The black community. In the name of Black Lives Matter, they're defunding police. And if Joe Biden wins, the police will have all power removed from them. And the victims will be black lives. How do we know this? Because of statistics. Because of history. Because of observable, provable facts that the overwhelming majority of violent crime committed in America is committed by 13% of the population, the African-American population, and the overwhelming number of victims of their crimes are other African-Americans. This isn't about black and white. This isn't about white-black racism or black-white racism or bigotry or anything else. Black victims, black victims are victims of black perpetrators. Just like white victims are usually the victims of white perpetrators in their communities. It's just that the number of those violent crimes are so extraordinary and outsized in the African-American community. Do black lives matter or not? You'll answer that question with your vote. I'll be right back. Ten twenty-seven. Let's get another phone call in here before the bottom of the hour. We'll go to uh, Don. No, sorry, not Don. Dan. Dan, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Go ahead, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. I think I have an explanation for you know the silence the mayor and the council had for James Scanlon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in his speech to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. A quick, just a very quick uh, historical story here. Back in the nineteen twenties. Al Capone in Chicago, I saw this on History Channel, he stood on the stairs of Chicago City Hall with, with uh, the public you know, crowd watching him, with the right. mayor and a group of police standing behind him. And to demonstrate his power at that time, you know, because of his position, he had one of his thugs club the mayor over the head, and the cops stood behind Al and did nothing, and he walked away to demonstrate his power. What we're experiencing is the reverse I believe the the, uh, the Marxist Black Lives Matter people across America, not just Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, have gotten to the mayors, the councils, and the prosecutors, and are dismantling it in an organized fashion. It's stealth, and it's it's unthinkable, but you have to address it, Bob. 
you had to be either paid off or threatened because nobody makes decisions like this. What do you think? Well, uh, I think you make a lot of sense, um, and, and I won't I won't make an accusation of somebody being paid off, but um, but look, he, here's here's an example that's very similar to the one that you just gave, and this one is recent. In fact, it's current. You, did you see the chief of police and some of his top lieutenants being beaten on the Brooklyn Bridge on Wednesday or Tuesday? I think it was. They were being beaten by thugs on the other side of the fence that they were trying to arrest. They were bloodied. I mean, one officer had his or both orbital bones, uh, which, you know, the, the eye sockets, essentially, uh, broken as they were just being pummeled as they tried to make these arrests, right? Well, they found the individuals who did it, finally, and they arrested them and then released them without bail. The Bronx man who punched New York City police police chief Terrence Monahan and two other officers during protests on the Brooklyn Bridge has been released without bail. Quran Campbell, 25, is accused of socking, this is the way they worded it in the New York Post, the highest-ranking uniformed cop several times in the face as Monahan tried to arrest him after Campbell had allegedly punched another NYPD officer and lieutenant near the Manhattan approach to the bridge. Campbell was arraigned on assault charges and granted release. Didn't have to post a nickel of bail. You talk about showing who's got the power. This guy could have been Al Capone, like you just said, smashing the mayor over the head. This guy just punched the chief of police in the face and bloodied him. Punched two other officers prior to that. They walked him to the jail and then turned around and let him leave. What's to deter anybody from doing the same thing? The chief of police. What's to deter anybody? And if you're a cop, why are you bothering? Why would you bother to try to arrest somebody? knowing that if they assault you, you can't fight back. If they assault you and they end up getting arrested, they're going to go free for free. And if you fight back, you'll be the one brought up on charges and you probably won't get no bail. Look at what we're seeing happen. Who's got the power? Who's got the power? Not the police. Not even the chief of police. The criminal thugs have all the power. All of it. They are running around and smashing and beating people with impunity, without a fear in the world of being arrested or being held accountable. They're beating innocent women and their toddlers in packs. Packs. Enjoying it, videotaping themselves, taking running drop kicks at defenseless women and their toddler children, knowing no cops are coming. And if they did, all they'd have to do is resist and be set free because nobody is going to try to physically impose uh, an uh, an arrest upon them. Who's got the power? I'll be right back.
It is um, really, really, really hard to watch. But the story that I just told you about um, is online, and it's on my social media pages, um, and you need to watch it. It's very hard to watch. And when you read it, and when you watch it, tell me if there's anything missing from the coverage. The headline, which you'll find on my France media pages on Facebook and Twitter, F-R-A-N-T-Z, France, radio, all one word. The headline is simply, Teens Beat Up Young Mother Kick Toddler in the Face in Extremely Disturbing Video. Teens Beat Up Young Mother Kick Toddler in the Face. It's way, way worse than that description. They're videotaping it, enjoying it, taking running, flying kicks, you know, leaps into the air with with flying kicks to the mother and to the toddler. They're enjoying this. The video ends with the girls. In the video, two girls are seen punching the mother in the face repeatedly as the toddler clings to the mother's leg crying outside an apartment complex in Brooklyn, Illinois. A third girl is filming the attack. Then out of nowhere, a boy comes into the scene and fly kicks the toddler in the face, knocking the child to the ground. The same boy then proceeds to kick the mother in the face several times while the girls drag her across the pavement. The video ends with the girls fleeing the scene before the boy comes back in to deliver one more drop kick to the mother in the back, knocking her back and causing her to hit her head on the apartment door frame. The son reported that the female victim, in addition to having the toddler, is pregnant. In a post on its Facebook page, the Brooklyn Police Department, not New York, this is Brooklyn, Illinois, confirmed that that the attack took place outside the Thomas Terrence Apartments on Friday. Um, I'll stop the story there. Um, Just know that the video is even worse than the description of the video. And then I want you to tell me if you noticed anything about the story that I just read to you that might be missing. The descriptions were all very, very detailed, very accurate, very graphic. But what was missing? Teens beat up young mother, kick toddler in the face in extremely disturbing video. What's missing from the story? You probably know what it is, and I'm not allowed to say what it is. The same reason why the Blaze, which is the news agency that I took this from, didn't use it. You're not allowed to report on the race of the perpetrators or the victims unless the perpetrators are white and the victims are a minority of some kind or another. You understand? If this video had been a group of white 
teenagers punching, kicking, beating a young African-American mother and her young African-American toddler. This would have been all you saw since last Friday till today and probably for another month or two or three. But because this video, which is viral on the Internet, so it's not hidden, because this video depicts a different racial um, circumstance than that, you've never heard of it until today. Those individuals committing that unbelievable attack have no fear of cops and no fear of being punished and if the cops did show up as i said all they would have to do is flee resist arrest what cop is going to use force to tackle them nobody not anymore there's a reason why the leftist democrats in america don't want you to see the movie uncle tom it's the story they don't want you to know it's told by the people who do that uh don't want you to hear. At a time when so many desperately need to hear it, the story of Uncle Tom must be told. Go to UncleTom.com to download it. It's the story of America's black conservatives and their own voices. UncleTom.com. If you use the promo code Cleveland, you can save 20% off the price. It's very, very important that you see that movie. Um, let's take a phone call from Mike in Middlefield. Mike, you've been there for a long time. I appreciate that. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Uh, I honestly, I almost don't know what to say um, to add to what's been said already. BJ and yourself, it's been uh, uh, well. Uh, I just wanted to encourage everyone in your listening audience to get their concealed carry permit. Um, I know there's, you know, not everybody's comfortable with having a gun, but uh, the speed with which an attack can happen, I think, requires that you have your weapon with you. Uh, you never know when, you know, do we need more evidence than what you guys shared today? Uh, our policing is up to us. Uh, we need to protect ourselves. We and, need to and, and the really prepared. frustrating part about that, Mike, you're right, by the way. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, get your firearms. Uh, get your mm-hmm. training. Get your CCW. Yes. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. But here's the thing. Um, we're not allowed to use them even to threaten in order to defend and deter an attack. And I, again, point to St. Louis. You, you know the story, right, by now. Yes. The McCloskeys, yes. who, um, who just stood on their front property after the, their private street was broken into mm. as they broke down a gate, and this rampaging mob came through, and they stood there with the weapons. They didn't assault anyone. They didn't shoot anyone. They didn't touch yeah. anybody. They just said, we are going to protect ourselves. Don't even try it. And now they've had their guns seized. And according to Attorney McCloskey, the uh, one homeowner, um, uh, they are on the verge of being indicted. Uh, for what, I don't know. Uh, but the radical prosecutor there has said that they will use everything in, in, in Missouri law to prosecute those people. So even if we get our guns, even if we get our CCWs, if, if law-abiding citizens of all colors, by the way, when I say we, we're not talking about a racial component. We're talking about the law-abiding, respect people who are respectful of the law and of police officers of all stripes, of all colors, of all sexes, et cetera, et cetera. Even if we do that and we use them to protect ourselves or to deter an attack, are we are we are we going to be prosecuted? You know, I mean, I'm running out of answers yeah, that, here. 
Well, that's a possibility, yeah. I I guess I would be prepared to accept the consequences if it came down to, you know, uh, protecting a member of my family. Uh, I have a daughter and, and grandkids down in Columbus, and would encourage them, you know, in the same direction. Uh, it, it's up to us, and it's not yeah. going to get better uh, in terms of, of the consequences, but uh, I guess yeah. we'll just have to accept that. Mike, Bob, I, thanks, I sense thanks. your frustration. No, thank you. No, <laughs> don't thank me. Thank you, Mike, for, for well, your call and for your point of view, and you're right. I sense your frustration, and I share it, and I guess I agree with you at the end of the day, uh, and I know it's a cliche, and nobody likes cliches, but the whole thing about judging by 12 rather than carry by 6. Um, at the end of the day, that's what you'd have to do. You know, Put your trust in the law, put your trust in God, and do what you have to do to protect your family and let the chips fall where they may. Now, it's very defeating. Again, I apologize for that. But uh, Matthew in Medina, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Matthew, go ahead. Uh, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Certainly. What I have to say, I heard yesterday on, uh, on another uh, talk show host, mm-hmm. and uh, this is unbelievable. There were seven first responders went to get tested for this virus. Right. They had work, uh, They got all the paperwork done, and they were there quite a lengthy time. So finally somebody said, you're going to have to wait three more hours. Well, they said, we can't do this, so they left. But then a few days later in the mail, they got the results of the test that they didn't take. Can you believe it? They are all I do believe it. tested positive. Yeah, I, I do believe it. And uh, because this isn't the first time I've heard it. And, uh, and, and, and I've heard it from all kinds of different people from all different walks of life, not all first responders like the one that you just said. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, people have reported the same thing. They're going, they're in line to get their testing, they fill out their paperwork, and then they realize they just can't wait, so they leave, and they're getting phone calls or mail saying you tested positive. And then they're saying, what are you talking? And I'll give you another one. Just to let, and by the way, you're, you're so right, Matthew, to point this out, uh, that the numbers that we are being fed by the governor and others is, are fraudulent. These are fraudulent numbers. And that's sure one is. example. Yeah, that's one example of them. Are you ready for another one? And thank you for the call, Matthew. You ready for another one? This one I shared on Facebook yesterday from a friend. Uh, someone I trust, somebody I went to high school with. This isn't some random, you know, uh, you know, nut job that I, I can't prove or anything else. And I guess I still don't have proof other than the fact that it's somebody I know and trust, right? And he, uh, he wrote it on his Facebook account, and I shared it. A firefighter friend of mine uh, brought in a patient with a heart attack. The guy died in the emergency room. The doctor, the attending physician told the nurse to fill out the paperwork and mark the death as COVID. The firefighter friend who brought him in asked the nurse, what? And the nurse said, COVID is 100% reimbursed. You get that? The guy had a heart attack. He was brought in. And the hospitals which have been hemorrhaging money since March, and the shutdown happened, and all um, elective procedures were canceled because they had to clear every bed and every room in every hospital in the state for the massive numbers of millions and millions of COVID patients that were sure to come and never came because the virus was completely overblown. 
The threat was overstated. The models were wrong. We didn't need all those beds. So those hospital beds that were supposed to be filled with COVID patients sat empty for three months. Hospitals had to lay off staff. A million and a half medical staff laid off in Ohio alone. They're hemorrhaging money. They got nobody, no patients. There's nobody to bill. No insurance companies to bill. Nobody's there. So what do you think they're going to do when the federal government says, we'll pay you for every COVID patient you have to treat? $13,000 for every COVID patient. $39,000, i am told, for everybody who goes into the ICU as a COVID patient. And if a COVID patient dies, you treated a COVID patient who succumbed, we're going to pay you for that too. Now, was I there in the ER? No. Can I prove it with firsthand uh, uh, information? No. But the guy I went to high school with who told me or told that story, I trust and believe. And it's a story that has been told in many other ways by many other people. And they're not all lying. These hospitals are doing what they can to recover their money. That is one way to do it. COVID. Anybody who comes in, were you around anybody who had COVID? Well, yeah, you're COVID. And the fact that you're here to get your knee replaced means you're going to be in the hospital and you have COVID. We suspect now you're a COVID hospitalization. Cha-ching. Then the government uses the numbers to inflate them to scare the bejesus out of people and continue to exert more tyranny, continuing to exert more authoritarian rule over the freedom of the people. Final segment coming up on AM 1420 The Answer. 10.54, final segment of The Authority for this hour. Final segment for this broadcast. Final segment of the week. Really, really, uh, really great week, to be honest with you. A lot of great conversations. A lot of important ones, a lot of uncomfortable ones. Don't get me wrong. Great conversation doesn't mean it's all fun, conversation. Great means it's important. And uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground that needed to be covered, and there's so much more to come. Uh, by the way, I'm told I'm getting a lot of calls off the air by people who really appreciated the interview with Officer Scanlon from the Columbus Police Department. That was in hour number one. If you missed it, um, I will direct you to the same place that Derek has been directing people, and that's to whkradio.com. Go to the webpage, click on the uh little menu there and then you'll see podcasts then you'll see local podcasts then you'll see bob france authority click on our number one it's already posted if you missed it and uh if you download it and listen to it share it with other people too so they can hear it officer scanlon uh, did a phenomenal job of explaining what's going on in that city and in cities like it all around ohio and uh the country let's go to uh mark on uh, am 1420 the answer next time marco ahead sir good morning bob i'm going to go move really faster but uh when this thing first started and these guys evacuated that police station. Maybe it's my 10 years in the military and all, but I would have had like three snipers, SWAT guys across the street, take out anybody who goes, breaks a door and goes into that building, and you would have, you would have seen them run. Now, my nephew's down in uh, uh, Louisville, and they had this Griffin Park down there, and you might have seen a week or a week and a half ago, a guy just walking down the street, starts shooting people, and he's one of them. I think he killed like two, and there was like seven injured. And my nephew's on the police force there. He said that park emptied out like they airdropped a swarm of hornets on it. 
And see, these these cowards, they'll run in a heartbeat, you know. But when you sit there and the police have to take this garbage, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, and if I may want to say one other, other thing, Bob, yeah, this yeah. Uh, Sun Post that you usually have delivered on your lawn, everybody out there in the listening audience, read it. Because you'll, you'll see what these mayors are like, plus the police chiefs, and like Avon, Rocky River, the chief there is on his knees at, at a BLM uh, uh, gathering, uh, Fairview Park, Lakewood. It's always on the front page, and you'll see what these people are all about. Thank you, Bob. Well, yeah, what they're all about usually is pandering, Mark. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, that is exactly what they're all about. Uh, Carolyn Kirkland, AM 1420, The Answer. Carol, go ahead. Carol, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. You're on the uh, I'm so angry, not only about the story you just told about the hospital, but why don't they have the National Guard out in place of the police or to protect the police? Well, the National Guard can only be called out, sadly, Carol, and thank you for your call, um, by the, by the governor. And governors don't want, look, I just mentioned, you know, the previous caller talked about the mayors being on their knees, blah, blah. They're pandering for votes, and they don't want to alienate a significant portion of their voting base by calling the National Guard in, the military, to police, you know, the people that are only fighting for social justice and only fighting for, you know, equality and blah, blah, blah law that we hear every day um if they won't let the police do their jobs they're not going to let the national guard do the job either because it's all the same job you have to physically suppress uh this you know this extraordinary violence that's going on that's why they won't call the national guard i'm with you by the way though i really am uh that's what they should do donnie in euclid is next hi donnie go ahead good morning robert good morning i'm gonna say this real slow so those constituents even they can understand it the police and the National Guard, they're out there not to to, uh, to to be to take over and be some kind of a feastum. They're there to save your stupid lives, you moron. Why can't you get that through your head? I'm telling you, I really do hope, Bob, that at at come election time that that some of these people will actually grow a brain and get rid of these. I, I, I don't even know if there's a good Democrat out there anymore. But just get rid of them. And get rid of anybody that calls themselves Republican that do the same thing. Donnie, I, I, I uh, agree, and I uh, sense your frustration, too, and I feel the same exact way. Look, the one thing that I think we can all agree on, and I'm sorry for everybody else I left on hold, but we just ran out of time. The one thing we can all agree on is that we do hold some power here. The power that can be wielded on November 3rd. We have to vote every liberal, progressive, cop hater, uh, and cop defunder uh, out of office. We do. We have to vote them out of office, and we need to restore and hold the offices of those who actually believe in law and order and a civil society. That's all I can say for now. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday on the Bob Prince Authority.